Welcome to episode 70 of Creepy Soup. I am Jill from Michigan. I am Jenny from Wisconsin. And this is today's episode. Um, as you can see, we're doing things just a little bit different. Um, and starting next week, we're going to have a little segment, I guess we could call it, called Witchy Sprinkles, where whoever's not doing the story that week is going to do a little segment on some witchy information, whether it be crystals, chakras, herbs, whatever. Um, because we had done the poll in the Facebook group and most people wanted paranormal and true crime. So we've kind of gravitated to that. And this is spooky season, so it's paranormal now. Yep. Um, but we had one person that wanted the witchy stuff and it's Dan. So we have to do something for Dan. So um, we're going to have this little segment and we've decided we went through several names that we thought maybe <laughs> and decided on witchy sprinkles because we're just going to sprinkle it in in the middle of whatever story is being told and yeah. Yeah, sometimes we need to take a minute to reorient ourselves in our notes. We need to go to the bathroom. We need to take a drink because we get thirsty. Um, and so this is just kind of also an opportunity for us to take a moment, reorient and um, reshift. And it's not going to be super long. Um, it can be anything also from what's happening with the moon, um, anything like that. So... If you have thoughts or opinions on that, please let us know in the comments. Yes. And while we have attention at the beginning, um, Halloween is coming, as we all know. Um, and we would like to do like a listener related episode um, for like ghost stories or hell, even if you have like a true crime that uh, you'd be interested in sharing um email us you could message either one of us and we would like to read them on the air we don't have to say who it's from we don't have to use names if you don't want us to uh we can keep it entirely anonymous or if you want we can tell who told the story yeah because we i know we did one before and that one was pretty fun to do it was and not gonna lie sometimes when you're doing research for a topic um especially something that's detailed and that takes me back to the shepherd case which i love doing it i loved it that that case has just always had me in this chokehold and but sometimes it's fun to not research but have a story like we had kelly last week which I love when Kelly's on. It's always yeah. fun. Always a great time when we have Kelly. Um, but it's just nice to not, not research shit. It's nice to not have to use your brain for it for right. just, just a little while. Because I think everybody can agree that sometimes life overtakes us. 
And we can't always do what we want to do or what we feel we need to do to keep ourselves happy. Um, we have to focus on other things. And so it, it's nice to take that little break. Yep. So th- this is kind of our way of like maybe revamping the podcast a little bit um, to make it more, I guess, what you guys have asked for. Um, and if you like this new idea, leave it in the comments. If you're on Spotify, there is that little interaction thing. And I, I did test it out to see if it worked and it does. So um, if you're listening on Spotify, feel free to leave something in there. Um, it's not public until um, I make it public. So if you if you do leave a comment, no one's going to see it unless I pin it. I guess. So, yeah. Sorry, that's just, it's reminding me of lives on TikTok. Some people don't pin comments unless it's a really horrible comment. And it's the pin of shame. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't do the pin of shame. I like our listeners. So, same. But um, I just thought it was funny. But yeah, because I can do something in the Spotify for podcasters thing where I can see it and I can pin it if I want to. And like I said, I did try um, with our last episode. And I thought there was a way you could ask a question. I I know you can create a poll, that kind of thing. So I I would love to play around and get some more interaction that way. That would be lovely. Um, I I do know that we do get a lot of um, views on YouTube. Actually, that seems to be our bigger platform at the moment. So hi everybody. <laughs> um. But yeah, and I, I do know next week, um, by next week, I should have um, the house completed for the ghost, which I haven't had any names given, thrown my way. So I think I'm going to stick with Frankie because Frankie, you know, male or female, um, actually growing up, one of my favorite episodes or one of my favorite soap operas Um the character I really liked, her name was Frankie. Well, it was Francis, and but there's something, but yeah. That's awesome. I love that. That is adorable. Yeah. And my first thought was Frankie and Sites. Yeah. Um, actually, I didn't even think of that until I said it. And I'm like, oh shit. But I do like Frankie because like I said, growing up, that was one of my favorite characters on Another World. I'm that old. (laughs) Yeah, I'm that old. I guess I'm young enough that I don't know what that is. Finally. You know what? That was on when my daughter was little. So, in fact, she watched it with me. (laughs) And then Another World got canceled and the show Passions came out. And she loved that show. I don't know that one. And you know what? It was really cool because that did have like a lot of like supernatural type aspects to it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, what happened there? There was um, 
a character on there. Um, her, I believe her name was Tabitha, and she was a witch. And I can't think of her first name, but it was Haley Mills. It was her sister, and she's married to the dude from Greece too. I, I don't know. Anyway, but she had like this doll <laughs> that came to life when no one else was around. Yeah, like it's a rabbit hole of a show. There was so much shit going on. I mean, it was a soap opera, let's be fair. But, but that part sounds familiar. The doll that only came to life when no one was around. Like that part. Yeah. Like there's, and, there's something there. Yeah. And then it was weird because they had decided to kill off the character. And the day his character died, the real life actor passed away. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was crazy. Um, and there was a lady on there that in the beginning she was made out to be like a princess Diana type character. And yeah, like it was, it was a good show. Like it was very, it what was, was the a, name of this again? Because I feel like I need to go down this rabbit hole. Passions. It was, oh, yeah. that was the name of it. Passions. And you know to prove that I, I I'm interested in this rabbit hole, like you have me hooked now. I don't know if I've seen it or not. There is some nugget of something in my brain. I don't know what it is. I for anybody who doesn't know, I've been having a lot of memory problems uh, lately, um, and it's likely that they've been here for a while. I just wasn't really cognizant of them, um, but I am now, and it's like. What what happened to my memory? That could be a COVID thing. I don't know. COVID don't brain. Know. COVID brain is a thing. I uh, have tried to remember things from the past, and I can't. Uh, things that I know I've done. It's like I know I did that, but I can't tell you when I did it. I can't tell you the year I did it. I can't tell you what time of year it was. I can't tell you who I was with. Sometimes I can tell you who I was with. <laughs> but uh, yeah I, I got nothing yeah but I know I did but I, I can't tell you anything about it I'm not gonna lie I since okay I've got I got two things going against me I did have a bout of COVID um early last year um and then menopause brain so I got both of those working against me so I can like grab my phone with full intention of I'm looking something up and then I get my phone in my hand. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? But that to me is like COVID brain. And um, yeah. But anyway, my daughter loved passions, like loved it. And she bought a, I, she wanted a hamster. So I got her hamster and she named it after one of the characters on passions, which she named it Ethan. Yeah. It, it's. Knowing how hamsters have a tendency to go, because my oldest three children had hamsters. R.I.P. Can't remember their fucking names, but I remember they all had one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. to children's hamsters. Yeah, Judy doesn't even. I don't even think she still knows Ethan's R.I.P. story, so I'm not gonna share it here. <laughs> Oh. 
um the official story was oh he he must have went down one of the vents um but passions if anyone has seen it will agree with me it was a very campy type soap opera campy i need context of campy please um like i don't i'm sitting in front of a fucking computer what am i doing (laughs) i don't know it was just i I don't think you mean literal camping no not camping like very uh, campy movie genre okay um exaggerated rather humorous um the campier it is along with involving uses of sensibility that admires bad taste and being ironic Hmm. Uh, this is what truly makes it so utterly enjoyable to watch exactly and that's like that like the more ridiculous the show was the the better so anyway let's go So why did I not think to just look it up originally? <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know if there's a way you can watch it. If there is, you know what? I might have to start rewatching it because tell I- you what, if there is, I will post it over in the Facebook group. So if there's anybody on YouTube who has not joined us in the Facebook group of Creepy Soup, please come search us out. Answer the questions and we'll get you approved and you get to see all the fun stuff that Dan posts in there almost daily. Yes. Dan is a huge contributor. And that's why I said like he, he in the poll, he was the one person that, that did want the witchy stuff so that I'm like, we have to honor Dan that way. So, um, that's how we came up with the whole, like just a quick little segment in the middle um so yeah so um but dan is a huge contributor to our group and i love him for it because let's face it jenny and i get really really busy and that's one of the reason we wanted moderators was to kind of maybe help get up some interaction interaction involvement in the in the in in the on the page um and he does that very very well he does very very well so i'll um, be honest um i probably don't check back to the facebook page as often as i should because quite honestly i know dan's got it covered well dan's got it covered and like it like in some of the stories he posts i'm like damn i can make an episode out of that but the post explains everything so well it would kind of just be monotonous if I covered it or you covered it or whatever um because there are very interesting cases oh yes definitely I like I know how he finds them but at the same time like I don't know how he finds them (laughs) yeah um and he, he belongs to some great groups for um not only creepy paranormal or uh true crime but historical things as well yep and like i've actually wanted to follow the one that he does like a lot of the true crime and i'm like no because then 
I won't enjoy it when Dan posts it because I'll already have known about it. So yeah, I, I just wait until I get that notification that Creepy Soup has has a new post. And I'm like, Dan. <laughs> so I'm always like, yes. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And, um, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say um, that I was sorry because um, I'm I'm really not on Facebook all that often. Um, I, I find it to be a rather toxic venue to hang out on. Um, and I'll be honest, I'm bored as fuck all the time. Um, so I spend a lot of time on my phone on various sites cause I'm bored. So I like rabbit holes. Um, but Facebook, the, the comment section, y'all, mm, comment section of Facebook is mean, you know, I think the comment section of anything is mean. But if you want mean, go to a Reddit snark page. Oh, hell no. oh my God. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> that, that is a whole other breed, a, a Reddit snark page. Those are bad. I know I mean, they are because I've I've gotten taken to the Reddit pages. Um in the research. I like to use Reddit, but yeah, I've been there, done that. <laughs> um I'm not gonna lie, there's a snark page I follow for it's a TikTok creator. Oh shit. And uh like the snark is mean, but also not inaccurate. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So, you have a story for us this week? I do have a story for you this week. And this week's story is about the Crescent Hotel. Um, some of you may know some of the story um, or have seen videos and things like that. I know it's on YouTube. I don't know if anyone on TV has actually done um an investigation there or not but i know there is at least a couple different youtube creators that have done it i intentionally did not use anything <laughs> that these people did um because well it was one-sided if that makes sense mm -hmm. um so i what a better way to get information about a place than going to the source if you go directly to the Crescent Moon website, they have it there. <laughs> the history, the um, which the is Crescent Moon. Yep. Oh, oh, sorry, Crescent Hotel. Sorry. Okay. Crescent Hotel. That's why I was like, "Wow, what?" <laughs> Backstory. Sorry. Um, little man and I play Fortnite. Okay. There is a location on the map that you can land. That is it crescent shaped. It's an island. I refer to it as the crescent. And he's like, oh, the moon? Crescent moon. Okay. Welcome to my brain. <laughs> so, uh, the hotel had originally opened uh, in the late 1800s. But there's a little story prior to its opening. Um, and it's the birth of Eureka Springs in 1879. 
Um, it is a breathtaking landscape in the Ozark Mountains. Jesus, words. Words. No, it's just beginning. <laughs> you know yeah, let's let the tongue a little bit. I have word <laughs> juice. You have word juice. I'll just wet the tongue because it's water. Um. Okay, in the Ozark Mountains, a remarkable oh, Jesus. Ah, <laughs> uh, a town emerged known as Eureka Springs. Native Americans originally discovered uh, the natural springs with healing properties surrounded by lush forest and rugged cliffs. Um, news of the mystical place had spread, drawing in people from the different areas, um, and it quickly blossomed into a vibrant community. Um, and then, you know, entrepreneurs came and fucked it all up. Yep. Like they always do. Like they always do. Um, by 1880, 2,000 homes had appeared and over 15,000 people were living in Eureka Springs. Governor Powell Clayton, a visionary leader uh, with a keen eye for progress, uh, recognized the immense potential um, and decided that in the late 19th century, collaboration with the Eureka Springs Improvement Company um, embarked on an endeavor that changed the town forever. <laughs> Sorry. But it, I can't not. Because um, it did. It, it literally changed it forever. Um, realizing the importance of connectivity with the town, they orchestrated the arrival of the Frisco Railroad to Eureka Springs. The groundbreaking development that would revolutionize transportation and open new avenues of growth. The train tracks reached a picturesque town of air and excitement and possibility. So, you know, one of those bustling towns in the early 1900s. Um, damn it, I lost where I was. Do, 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 do. So, okay. It being one of these towns that is up and bustling, you have your higher you know, class of people and they wanted to bring more of these people in and they're like, well, shit, how are we going to do that? How are we going to manage to get these people here? In 1886, the iconic Crescent Hotel was built and it was claimed an architectural masterpiece. It majestically stood atop the Crescent Mountain, offering breathtaking views and luxurious accommodations. By the way, I'm not reading this verbatim. <laughs> In case you hadn't figured that out. Uh, the construction of the hotel started in 1884, um, marking the beginning of the magnificent architectural endeavor. Um, it was envisioned as a luxurious retreat. It would showcase the region's natural beauty. 
But it, after two years of meticulous craftsmanship, attention to detail, the hotel had reached completion in 1886, standing as a testament to the era's architectural brilliance, which it would be so awesome to go and see just that. It really would. Um, and I got to do it. I wonder if there's pocket doors. <laughs> But reality, the buildings that were created in that time, a lot of them are still standing. A lot. I mean, look at all the asylums that we have all over the place. You know, the hospitals and things like that. They're still there. Most of them have been overtaken by nature. Mm -hmm. But it, it's amazing architecture. You can still see it. So, I mean, think about it. If we build a house today, is it still going to be here in a hundred plus years? Probably not. Our my materials will break is, down. My house is a hundred years old. Is it really? Mm -hmm. Actually, it's a hundred and three. God damn. See, but that's just it. Your house will probably be here for another hundred something years. But... I feel like with today's craftsmanship and all of that, that's not what it was. So many of the old techniques were lost and everything because look how many people died building these places. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of the old places, I would say 75, 80% have at least one person haunting the location that it. was building it right <laughs> that was part of the crew yep at least one in every location so all right to the grand debut 1886 uh the crescent hotel swiftly established itself as a premier destination for the elite and well-to-do the lavish accommodations and breathtaking views quickly gained reputations for its opulent ballrooms, exquisite dining experiences, and exceptional service. For the next 15 years, the hotel was operated by ESIC and was exclusive hotspot for the elite. However, they had to embrace change and they... You just muted. I happened. I got muted. Maybe somebody was trying to call you and it muted oh, you. I can't hear you. Any better? I'm better. Okay, good, good. I missed it. There was a fiend call. What happened to Do Not Disturb? I don't know. Because you know, I have Do Not Disturb on. I turned it on just before we started recording because you said you were, and I was like, oh yeah, I need to. It's daytime. I hate people. Um. So, 
but it still it fucks it up every time someone calls because it always mutes me and then I can't hear you and then I have to reset all of the stuff to get back to where I was yeah and honestly that's one reason why I'm glad I use the laptop to record so if something like that does happen yeah my laptop is retarded and doesn't like to do that because it doesn't want us to talk to each other when I try to use it. <laughs> it. It's a whole thing. We did try it, folks. I do have a laptop. Um, It was either she couldn't hear me or I couldn't hear her or it was just horrible sound quality, shitty picture, a whole thing. So yep. you get me on my phone. Sorry. Um, okay. The Crescent College. Um, it was, you know, what they had to do to embrace the change of the times, you know, yada, yada. Um, so 1902, the hotel was leased to the Frisco Railroad for five years due to slow business in the winter. The Crescent College opened and provided education to females until 1934. So within that era, they've got railroad people. And know if um y'all know railroad people um i know railroad people my dad was railroad people my dad was very briefly okay um i also have four uncles who are railroad people yep, one uncle um they're they're fuck around and find out people <laughs> Well, I had an uncle who was just a fuck around person. Yeah, I had one of those too. <laughs> I feel like we all have one of those uncles. Um, but yeah, they it was you do what you need to do, you get it done now, and you get the fuck out of the way. And if you don't, we're gonna move you. Um, so you have those types of people. With women's college. What could go wrong? The college flourished. (laughs) The college flourished. Offering a comprehensive curriculum and fostering a vibrant academic community. Uh, The Crescent College provided young women with exceptional educational opportunities. Nailed that. Sorry, uh, empowering them to pursue knowledge and personal growth. Where are these colleges today? I feel like we need these back. Probably. And you know what? And not just for women. We need them for men too. We can, you know what? Mental health retreats, where you go and you spend, you know, a year. Learning how to improve your fucking mental health. Because that's kind of what these places were. You know, they taught you some basic shit. They taught you to find out what you like. And they taught you how to do it. We need these places again. I wonder if they were happier back then with less than we are now. Yeah, maybe. See ya. Over the years... Uh, the college gained a reputation for its excellence, attracting students from across the country. Although the Crescent College for Women eventually closed the doors 
Its legacy remains embedded in the hotel's rich tapestry, commemorating an era of female education and empowerment. I do love that. I do. We have you got. 1925, there was a shift in ownership in February. Um, Claude Fuller, a former mayor and U.S. congressman from Arkansas, 3rd District, and Albert G. Ingalls, Eureka Springs mayor, purchased the hotel. Sorry, names suck, and especially old names. I'm, I am glad our names have evolved. Yes. <laughs> Some <clears throat> summer are as fun. <laughs> I'm not gonna say any. The Baker Hospital days. In 1937, Norman Baker, a charismatic yet fraudulent figure, acquired the Crescent Hotel and embarked on an ambitious adventure. He transformed the hotel into the Baker Cancer Clinic. Presenting himself as a visionary healer and claiming to possess the elusive cure for cancer. I want to smack him already. Baker, known for his dubious nature, had amassed considerable wealth from cancer sufferers. And that makes me really want to hurt him. Leveraging his self-proclaimed abilities and extravagant promotions such as Madame Pearl's Hangley Show and his invention, the Air Caliophone. I'm, I'm kind of afraid. Um, <laughs> well, I will look it up and uh, post a picture into the Facebook group. Facebook group of that. Um, he rechristened the crescent as the castle in the air. The broad, sorry, broadcasting his controversial claims over the radio, uh, asserting that he could heal cancer without resorting to surgical procedures. Gotta love a good old medicinal healer. Despite his grandiose proclamations, Baker's treatments and medical theories held no credibility in the legit legitimate medical world. Nonetheless, his methods and outrageous claims caught the attention of the American Medical Association, Association serving as a stark example of what cancer treatment should not be. nice be like hey you know what it shouldn't be this anything but this <laughs> i kind of love that for the ama <laughs> oh. however it was baker's unethical practices that acquired patients that ultimately led to his downfall in 1940 he was arrested and imprisoned for mail fraud putting an end to his reign so you can probably imagine the pain and suffering that the clientele he brought in experienced while within its walls. Mm. And the sad part is, 
it's all people who just, you know, they wanted to feel better. They wanted to be happy. Even the women for the school, they wanted to feel better and be happy. You know, the men, well, they wanted to make money and be happy. <laughs> During Baker's tenure at the Crescent, he made extensive modifications to the hotel. The interior underwent a lavender-themed remodeling, adding a distinctive touch to the premises. Notably, Baker ensured his own security with an escape route from his office on the first floor, concealing a hidden staircase. His office boasted a unique six-sided desk that served the center for his six different businesses. Showcasing the entrepreneurial spirit and unscrupulous nature. However, in 1946, there was a revival, which was a significant chapter in the history of the hotel. Four individuals named Herbert Bayfield, John Constantine, Dwight Nicholas, and Herbert Shutter assumed ownership and set out to restore the hotel to its former glory. With a shared vision and determination, they breathed new life into the historic establishment, ensuring that its grandeur was meticulously preserved. <clears throat> One of the key strategies employed by the new owners was that they established travel vacation packages in collaboration with the Frisco Railroad. The partnership brought forth a wave of tourists to the Springs area eager to experience the charm and allure of the Crescent Hotel. These vacation packages provided travelers with an all-inclusive experience, combining the hotel's luxurious accommodations with scenic train journeys, creating an unforgettable getaway for visitors. So you can imagine the amount of people that this brought in. You know, it, it's got hot springs, you can take a train ride, you know, you have this grand landscape. But of course, there's tragedy. There's always tragedy. So now we'll step over to the haunting side of the Crescent. My friend hisses in the dark, sitting up straight in the springy rail, roll away bread. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think I needed that break. <laughs> Remember how um, I said at the beginning that I knew where to put one if we were going to put the sprinkles in? <laughs> this is going to be where. <laughs> Guess I needed it because my tongue decided to say, hell no. Start that over again, shall we? My friend hisses in the dark, sitting straight up in the springy roll-away bed that we're sharing in a hotel basement that once housed a makeshift morgue. Do you hear that? What is that? All around, someone or something is knocking on the walls. We hold our breath for a moment and hear it again. It's 6.15 a.m. 
Welcome to the Crescent Hotel. Considered to be one of the most haunted hotels in the U.S. nestled within the verdant, not Verdamont, and lush rolling Ozark Mountains in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. The Crescent Hotel lures not only ghost hunters, but also those looking for a historical and luxurious place to stay the night, even if they never actually get to sleep. Uh, it is family-friendly, however. Um, that is one thing that is very notable for this place. You'll have experiences. But nothing so bad that a younger person couldn't deal with it. So. Uh, sorry, one second. Over the past century, the hotel has reinvented itself several times. Um, during one particularly dark period, it operated as a hospital. And the proprietor peddled dubious cures for cancer. Like I said, it, it, you know, you can't have a place like that that's not going to have tragedy. Tragedy breeds ghosts. Um, next to the former autopsy room um, is the morgue. Sorry. Um, it has a lot of little jars and mysterious contents. Those containing specimens, including tumors or other medical anomalies, are all locked in metal cabinets, but they're still there. <laughs> um... So, the healing waters um, have been around, you know, forever. Originally, the ancestral lands of the Ozark tribe. Uh, I don't know which specific tribe. I did not see where they say the tribe name. Um, but they knew it for what it was. Um, the region's hot springs were you know, revered for their healing powers and all of that. Um, in 19, sorry, 1850, uh, Dr. Elva Jackson visited the area on a hunting trip with his teenage son, who had suffered from a condition known as granulated eyelids. Uh, after the elder Jackson advised his son to use the springs and wash his eyes, uh, the boy was miraculously healed. Um... The two began bottling the water and selling it to makeshift hospitals to use, you know, um, and they treated soldiers who were passing through. Um, and after he treated a judge, you know, the word spread. Um, but you can see how you have a variety of clientele that would be coming to this place, you know, based on all the different stories. And I think that's part of what makes it safe for the younger people is because they're, you know, they were there too. Um, but 
within the whole sordid haunted history and all of that, they have a lot of things within the hotel that were originally there, such as some of the snake oil um, cures and stuff like that. They do have pictures of the actual bottles on the websites and things like that. Um, and I can try to clip them and send them over. Um, but I'm just going to give like a rundown of the different hauntings that people have experienced. I'm not going to go into like names and all that kind of stuff or like specific areas within the hotel. Um, so visitors and staff have seen apparitions, full-bodied apparitions of people, um, in the hallways, in the rooms. Um, knocking is a main one that people get. Um, and then disembodied voices and EVPs. Um, that's, you know, the most common, most um, experienced. And it would make sense that, that, you know, they say children are welcome because, you know, it's not anything that's going to hurt them. Um, they do know who the spirits are within the hotel. Um, so some can be mischievous, um, like moving things in the rooms. So you'll set keys and phones down, wake up in the morning. It's not where you put it stuff like that. Um, but that's a less common occurrence. Um, a lot of people will feel cold spots, um, see shadows from the corners of their eyes, things like that. Um, it's my understanding that it's pretty much all over all the time. <laughs> so um, it would definitely be an interesting location to go and spend a weekend. Oh, yeah, for sure. So... Um, if anyone is interested, you can pop over to YouTube or sorry, you're probably already here. Never mind. Um, <laughs> you can search up Crescent Hotel investigations and several people will pop up and you can choose whichever one you want. I'm not going to, you know, throw names out or anything like that. Um, so yeah. Interesting place, interesting history, and not only that, like the historical aspect of it, to me is fascinating. I could have kept going on the history, and I was like, nope, hone it down. Um, I I really could have, and I wanted to, I wanted to, but basically, they have every major historical footnote at this location. So you kind of have a little something from every era, you know, so that to me is interesting. Um, but yeah, that's my story. That was interesting. It's, it's definitely, I mean, I would, I would go. Mm -hmm. See, and this is what. Roy laughs at because okay if he goes away for the night I'm here by myself because my son works third shift you know dude this. I laugh at this too I can go to a location you know like we have done 
investigations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the mayor and you know just recently dan sherry brett and myself went to the stimson and i love it but i'm here by myself and, and she can't do it <laughs> and here's the thing i i told roy because he was gone this past weekend i said i'm letting you know right now one thing happens every single time he's gone at least one thing happens mm-hmm. at least uh well when he went away for fourth of july rachel stayed here with me for a couple of nights and then she had to go home she had shit to do and i was here by myself and as soon as it happened i get on polo with jenny and i'm like i don't know where it came from i don't know what the fuck happened but it was like someone hit the button on a smoke detector and it beeped once and probably scared the shit out of them. And it didn't happen again. But I was like, okay, I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. And what do I do? I shut and lock my door. Like that fucking matters. It doesn't. I know this. It just makes me feel better. But then when Roy comes home, in the because he usually comes home like fairly early in the morning, like seven, eight, nine o'clock, that door's locked. He can't get in. So I'll get up and he'll be sleeping on the couch. It's it's fucking ridiculous. But I, I told him this last time. Um, anything happens, I'm out and I'm checking into a hotel. Nope. Don't go to the hotel I was at last time. Oh yeah, I remember you saying that there was shit that happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I still have the video from the hotel room. Yeah. I mean, because Kim and I were sitting on the couch in the side room. Like, it was a giant room, but, like, we had the beds over here, and then the other one had the couch and stuff, and that was where Kim slept. But we were sitting up and chatting. Um, We were watching the freaking door handle rattle on the other freaking side. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And that was before we had neighbors. Fun. <laughs> yeah. And I... we learned on the other side, it was actually the housekeeper's closet area. You should only hear noise in there at certain times. Other times, there ain't no housekeepers in there. Housekeeping doesn't come in the middle of the night. Yeah, I it actually worked out really funny. Um, my son and his friend had some something that they were going to, and they got back. Now my son works third shift, like I just said, and they got back, and he didn't have time to run him home before he had to be to work. Now let, I'm gonna tell you, they must have stayed like right up until the very last minute because we live like two minutes away from where my son works it's like a two minute drive if you've got traffic before you can turn on to the one road that's kind of funny because that's how my tra- my travel is yeah I, I, you know what i would kill for that just about but so his friend actually ended up staying while he went to work which was great for me because i don't see him but i know he's here I was good with that. And I 
I didn't have any issues this past weekend. It was great. I even told my husband, I didn't even miss you this weekend while you were gone. <laughs> How did he like that? Well, see, okay, because I work Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I came home from work and I had, I can't remember if I told you, I had attempted to make some cupcakes to take to work. Yes, you told me. And I normally use yellow cake mix. I didn't have any. So I'm like, angel food cake mix is fine. It is not fine. <laughs> it was not fine. They tasted like they were an item on clearance at a dollar store. Not a dollar tree, but like one of those off-brand dollar stores that's like independently owned by somebody who gets literal trash i'm not knocking anybody but let's face it those aren't the best dollar stores but it tasted like they were on clearance because nobody wanted them like they were terrible i threw them away i felt horrible so i did make another batch to take to work on monday um when i went grocery shopping this last week I found Nightmare Before Christmas treats. I got Sally sugar cookies and cemetery brownies. <laughs> yep, I had to look. Um, the Sally sugar cookies comes with three different colors of um, cookie dough. You just add butter and water to each one, and then you form it. Um, so then you have a pink section, a teal section, and a yellow section. And then it comes with a little tube of black frosting. And then you can put the stitching on the cookies. Cute. They're adorable. They don't taste terrible. They don't taste great. They're okay. They could be better, but they could totally be worse. You know, and sometimes food coloring will, if you use too much of any color, it it can affect the flavor a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it can. Um, Although I think... That, that doesn't always happen with some people. Um, I think it's people who have um, more sensitive uh, sense of taste and smell. Um, I don't know what that is. Some, something is driving me nuts. It's happening in this corner, like in the reflection of my computer. I don't know what it is. I am the only one hidden here. It's somewhere over here. <laughs> It's driving me insane. I haven't, I haven't seen anything. <clears throat> yeah, it, it keeps. It's just in the reflection. It's not on the actual screen itself, you know. Because like you have the main screen, and then you have you know the outline, or not the outline, the border. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, words. Um, so it's actually reflecting on the border, which is the dark part, you know. And it, just, it keeps drawing my eye up there and just bugging that living shit out of me. Um. <clears throat> So, sorry. Um, the I think with the smell and tasting, 
people who have it more enhanced notice the color or sorry that the color affects the taste so people who can like taste metal in water um or you know whether or not it's like charged and stuff like that people who can taste that stuff notice when the color affects the flavor um also because our noses and our tongues are connected you know and a weird fucking way I don't know we're not quite as bad as dogs but um for certain smells you can taste it you know what I mean mm-hmm. but not everybody can do that yeah. that's what I was trying to say sorry that was a whole roundabout fucking way to say that <laughs> well because the one time I went to order cupcakes uh for a birthday and i had wanted i don't want to say because i didn't do it and i know this person would have loved it um but it would have called for like really dark frosting and the lady was like i don't recommend it because of the food coloring you're going to get very bitter frosting so I, I don't necessarily think it's got anything to do with how sensitive your smell and taste is. I just think if you've got an excess of food coloring, it's just going to fuck with the flavor. In, in some cases, yeah. I I don't think that was the case for these cookies. <laughs> Were they Pillsbury? No. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the last time I bought like a thing of the sugar cookie things. I don't know. I'm just, I am in the minority. I like when you go to the bakery section of the store and you get those sugar cookies with the frosting. So many people hate them. They get so much undeserved hate. It, it's a love them or hate them thing, I've realized. Because, like, there's times where, yes, one of those cookies, they're fucking fabulous. They're great. They're exactly what you need. Other times, you taste one and you're like, oh, my God, what the fuck is this? Like, it, there's nothing to it. I've never done that. Not with those. Really? The, honestly, and the first time I tried <laughs> them, it was kind of like a all right, well, I feel like I have to. We used to, before we worked every fucking Saturday at work, we would just do the occasional. And sometimes we would um, have like a potluck. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a younger guy on the team and he didn't really cook or bake. He would bakery. <laughs> and he brought those in once. And I'm like, no one else was eating them so i'm like i will take one for the team then i'm like i'll take two or three more of those for the team because they're fucking amazing and now i buy them like i just i know someone that makes them and that's like they're they're soft and they're like fluffy and Mm -hmm. i don't know i just like them and i think they get a lot of undeserved hate no, I, I agree. You know, it, it's a love or hate. Um, I'm one of those people who can do both. <laughs> nope. I, I, I've never had 
one of those that was like, oh, I'll never eat those again. No, I, I'll buy like the bigger packs. Okay. Now, mind you, no one else in my house really eats sweets. And that's why I do bake and take things to work because I love to bake but it's going to go to waste here or I'm going to eat the whole fucking thing and I don't need that. So I will bake and take things to work. Um, so if I get a whole one of those, I'm the only one eating them. So I don't get them very often. I've even tried getting like the, they have like the mini ones. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I'll, I, Cause then I could go, Oh, I had three cookies, but they're little. They're like the size of a fucking quarter. So it's okay. I only ate 75 cents. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah, so those those ones are... Honestly, I could get in so much trouble. I, again, I don't care what anyone says. The Walmart bakery is amazing. You have a better Walmart bakery than I do. I have tried looking for a couple of things that you have recommended. They are not in my bakery. Like the donuts at the Walmart bakery. They're better than Tim Hortons. They're better than Krispy Kreme. Um, my mom would have to um, chime in for that one because I don't know. Um, admittedly i've stolen a donut or two from her um but it's usually like a couple of days down the line that i steal one (laughs) um to be honest considering you know all the changes that i've made to my diet and everything this year um sweets don't come in very often yeah um in fact i i bought a bag of chocolate chips with a sole purpose of being able to dole out myself very small amounts. Fair. I've had this bag almost a month. <laughs> now, at this point, if I saw a bag of chocolate chips laying around, I'm baking something. <laughs> That's um, why I got the other ones. Um, and you say you like to buy the the sugar cookies. Um, typically, if I want cookies. I'm I'm gonna make them myself. Yeah, see, um, I I don't really bake a lot of cookies, and I'll tell you why. One, again, I'm the only one that's gonna eat them, unless it's an oatmeal raisin cookie, and then those are Roy's. So what I have found is in the Walmart bakery, they have like the regular package of cookies in the bakery. Or they have the gourmet ones, which <laughs> they're bigger around and they're thicker. And they have an amazing flavor. The peanut butter cookies with the chocolate chunks in them. Those, those are the ones you tried to get me to find? Those are amazing. And another thing to get, it's in the bakery section, but I'm assuming it's more of a deli thing. It's like the chocolate parfait which I would get those for the grandkids a lot because they love it. And the one time I thought, you know what, I'm going to see what the big deal is. Now, when I was younger, 
Kentucky Fried Chicken used to have like the little individual parfaits. Yes, I remember those. Those were delicious. Yes, these are just like those. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So they have, you can get the individual ones or you can get like a nice square container. I learned to buy that for myself and I just have a little bowl each night until it's gone. That shit is good. And I can totally understand why my grandkids go crazy when I bring that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one more thing about the Walmart bakery. They have mini donuts. They're not like them all over frosted ones. They're like the actual donuts you can get in the bakery, but they're the mini ones. I actually have some in the kitchen that probably can get tossed because I didn't eat them because I also haven't been eating a lot of sweets. So I bought them because I'm like, I'm going to have a couple. And I had a couple and the rest of them are just sitting there. But they're the mini version of their big donuts and they're decorated so cute. Yeah, I think I have seen those ones. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, I uh, I had to go on a hunt for a class snack. Yeah, those in, are in the end, I went with Rice Krispie treats. Everybody got two. <laughs> yeah, um, I had bought those. I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago for the grandkids for their treat, and I'm like, because they're all decorated so cute. You mm -hmm. got so they got the pink ones, which are strawberry cream ones, and then they got like the different colored chocolate ones. Then the like the white frosting with like caramel, maybe I don't know, but I'm like, these are all so fucking cute. So I had to buy like one of each. And like the donuts are little, but they're the nice bakery fresh donuts. And before I left, all three packages were just about gone. <laughs> yeah, they were very popular. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. So I actually bought those this past weekend for the kids. <clears throat> nice, nice. Yeah, they like those. So, well, I'm glad that you were able to get them their treats this week. So, and sorry, plugging my computer back in here. <clears throat> I gotta talk about something. I wasn't going to, but I gotta. Um, the incident with my son's school yesterday. Yeah, I actually missed that. I I seen like some talk, but I was at work. When I'm at work, I don't get to listen to shit. Um, so yesterday my son had a bomb threat at his school. Oh shit. Yep. Yep. Um, it actually happened literally as he was getting on the bus yesterday. Um, and so we didn't know, um, okay. I had actually, you know, come back in, was laying down to go back to sleep. Cause at this point I had had two and a half hours of sleep, if that, and there was a couple of alerts that had come up on my phone, but it was talking about delay. I'm like, what the fuck's a delay? And so I didn't notice I, I didn't read the alerts. And next thing I know, 
She comes down, knocks on my door, and explains to me what's going on. I was having a rare day yesterday where I didn't have any pants on. Because <laughs> it was warm as hell. And so, yeah, I'm getting ready to go back to sleep. And she tells me that I'm like, oh, shit. And so I'm like, I can't get out of bed. <laughs> so I wait a minute and I was like, all right. I will call and figure out where I need to go to get him. Because we had learned that he was not at the school. He had been dropped off at our community center. Um, and, you know, that the teachers were saying, you know, nobody needs to come pick anybody up. You know, we're all safe. We're all fine. Um, yada, yada. Tell me there's a bomb threat and then tell me my kid is safe and fine. Mm-mm. No. I would um, do the same thing. So, naturally, get ready. Um, I didn't actually call, well, I did call the school. Didn't get an answer, which didn't really surprise me. But I figured, you know, it would be, like, routed somewhere. But, you know, it didn't. So, whatever. I was like, all right, nobody's answering. Didn't bother trying to call back. So, I called the um, admin office, you know, stuff like that um and got a hold of him over there they're like okay yes he's over here you can pick him up you know there isn't anything special that you need to do you know yada yada um I was like all right I'm going there now and after the fact we learned that it was a child who was in my son's school so this is K through third grade Mm -hmm. um was talking with another student um and had joked about bringing one mm -hmm. um remember earlier in the episode where you had said a word and i wasn't sure what it was and i said i need context around this word it can't be yeah this is where context is key. <laughs> you know, instead, someone heard a word, overreacted, went to major extremes instead oh, of finding out what the hell was actually going on. Well, I mean, I mean, honestly, I'd have rather have someone overreact than underreact. But at the same like time, this. at the same time, though, it nobody found out the story of what the hell was going on until way late in, you know, after, you know, school's been shut down, canceled, you know, everyone has picked up their kids, the school's been swept, yada, 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 do they sit down and talk to the kid? And find out what happened. Yeah. I mean, that sounds about right. But I would still have someone. I'd rather have someone overreact when it comes to the safety of my child than underreact. Well, yeah. No, like I'm not mad as far as that aspect. But when you hear that, 
you don't just go, okay, I'm doing this, and then stop at that point. That's where you need to come back and find out the context. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yes, set the wheels in motion, but come back to find out what's going on. Don't just, you know, go off on that one train and boom, you're a rocket and gone. You know what I mean? Because that's what happened. No. They they took off like the rocket. And then once the rocket was, you know, out of our solar system, did they finally come back? It should have been, okay, this is step one. You do this, this, this. We need someone to do this. See, I disagree. So you don't think the kid should have been talked to sooner? No, you take the safety precautions first. In my opinion, I could be way off. I could be way off. I, But like I said, when it comes to the safety of my child, I would rather overreact than underreact. Okay, but here's what I'm saying. Hold, hold on. Um, so, okay, I don't know exactly who it was that had heard the story. I'm going to guess the bus driver. Um, bus driver then makes the call to so-and-so. Okay, so for example, I make the call to you. You then, you know, spread those branches far and wide. Mm-hmm. But the bus driver who heard it should have stepped back and talked to the kid and been like, yo, what what's going on? What happened here? What were it you de- talking about? It depends though. Does the bus or some bus- but someone should have. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Yes and no, because with the way things are now when it comes to school shootings and bomb threats and things like that, I'm sorry. I would much rather have someone overreact than underreact. Because if it was an actual threat and they didn't take those precautions, then you would probably be complaining, well, they didn't take it serious enough. So take it serious first. It's like, what is it? Kick ass and then take names. That's basically what that boils down to. I would much rather, much, much rather have someone overreact than underreact. And I, I'm not saying not to do that. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but what I'm saying is they should have had someone to talk to him sooner. You know what I mean? Like once he, it was heard from his mouth, they ignored him until after everything. He was left in the dark just as much as everyone else. Because when my son got to the community center and everything yesterday, he had no idea what was going on. He just knew that there was something going on at the school. Yeah, with a kid that young, that's probably the best way to do it. Right. And I'm not complaining about that at all. They did an excellent job, you know, getting them, you know, to a different location and all of that. It, it it was superb um and the way that they handled everything as far as like parents picking up and all of that phenomenal job so um but i just because of 
the fact that he hadn't been talked to. Um, so many didn't know what was going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus if they would have talked to the consumer, they could have been like, okay, it, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Yada, yada. Because nobody found out till later in the afternoon. Right. But, and again, this, this is... We didn't find out uh, what had happened until after kids had gone back to school. Well, because, okay, we had a couple of those here and that that's what they do. They sweep and then just to find out it was nothing. It was someone just talking shit, whatever. But you got to put the safety of all those other kids and teachers, staff, whatever, above what this kid has to say, period. Because if they talk to him first... And let you know, let the kids go to school, and then discreetly do a sweep or whatever. You're still putting kids at risk in case it is real. I'm I'm not saying to not, um, have not. Sorry, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it with that without too many knots. Um, I'm not saying to not take action to talk to the kid. I'm saying take action by all means. Do it. Right. That's the first thing. Take action. You know, um, but at the same time, once you've taken action, someone, not necessarily the person taking action, but someone should come back, you know, and talk to the person. How long did they you know wait what to I mean? talk to them? Till later. Till after the sweep and all of that. That sounds about right. You're going to tell me there wasn't one person that could have talked to him, you know, during and all of that? I mean, if they were still going to do it, does it matter if they talk to him during or after? It certainly would have relieved people a hell of a lot sooner. It, it probably would have. But again, th- their main concern was everybody's safety. Yeah, my heart rate didn't come down until after I got that notice about like what had happened. Mm. Yeah. Because I was still scared that the kids who didn't, or sorry, not that they didn't, but weren't able to be picked up, were still had to go back to the school. Because they were there before we found out what happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I would definitely rather have... that. That was where my issue was. Like, you could have told us this before you told us the kids were going back into the school you know yeah um so yeah but and there was a, a few issues with the communication and all of that um as far as like um some people got the notices right away that there was an emergency incident at the school mm. and some people got the notices that there was the delay which is what i got um so yeah there, there was some issues with that, but this was my first ever experience with something like that. And holy fuck. Yeah. I think my heart was in my ass most of my day yesterday. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And that was all I was running on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the first time in 
probably well over a year. I was asleep by 1 a.m. <laughs> yep. I, yeah, I was up late and I don't know what the deal is, but I have been getting up seven, eight o'clock in the morning. Not I'm a second shifter. So I I don't really like to be up much before 10 if I can help it. Yep, I'm also the second shifter, and for me, it's that I managed to get, you know, a little snatch of sleep. I, I get a nap, and then I'm awake again to put my son on the bus and all of that good stuff, um, and I'm usually away for a little while afterwards because, you know, I'm awake, I'm moving, I can't not be awake for a while, um, and then go back to sleep for a couple more hours, and then I start my day. Yeah, no, I, I like to be up by 10 at the latest, you know, so I can wake up, have some coffee, do normal everyday shit before I go to work. But this getting up this early. No. Do you want to go back to night recordings? No, it had nothing to do with recording. It was just, <laughs> I was up. Yeah. But we should probably say so long because yeah, I, guess, to say. I gotta finish Bye -bye. getting ready for work. Because now I still have to go. So Do your lovely daytime human stuff. Yeah. Try. <laughs> Tired. I'm gonna do what I do. I'm going back to bed. I'm tired and I can't because I gotta leave in like 40 minutes. Yeah. And I don't wanna. So I hope everyone has a great week. Hope because this comes out Sunday. Hope your weekend has been phenomenal. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.